This is your dose of daily market wisdom with master trader Nick Santiago. Starting from humble beginnings, Nick has been beating the markets for over two decades. He shares with you his take on the profitable trades that will have you moving towards financial freedom in no time at all. To see an in-depth review of his track record and much more, go to InTheMoneyStocks.com. Welcome. This is your daily dose of daily market wisdom with master trader Nick Santiago. I'm Kerry Lutz. Today is 8-19-20. This is show number 101. Well, I'm trying to sound excited, Nick, but these markets are really the dullness. The August doldrums, the dog days, if you will, have really set in here. Yeah, they really have. And, and this is typical during the month of August historically. I honestly didn't think, and I've said this before, I didn't think we'd see that this year with all of the geopolitical events going on uh, around us, all of these crazy uh, times that we're dealing with. But the, the volumes in the markets have been very, very light uh, recently. And, um, you know, we'll leave it at that. I mean, it, it's been a very, very dull tape. And again, uh, light volume favors the markets moving up. So, you know, uh, markets have held steady here and they've grinded higher. You've had the NASDAQ uh, make new all-time highs. The S&P 500 now challenging. Um, it's February top. In fact, it's, it's making a new high here. It's just above that February top uh, by a touch. And, um, you know, you have the Russell 2000, is, which is showing pretty good strength recently. And even the Dow Jones Industrial Average has a bullish pattern in place to go higher. So no real problems from what I could tell here. Hey, so everybody asks me when I tell them about this show, when I tell them about what we do and your record, they all say, but do you see a market crash coming anytime soon? That invariably is the question that I receive, Nick. Yeah, well, I mean, we did have a market crash earlier this year in February and March. And honestly, uh, the markets went down a whole lot faster than I ever thought they would. So you never know what can happen. You know, one thing about you know, the trading business is that um, there are a lot of unexpected events that can take place. Now, I don't, I don't foresee a crash right now. Um, but if things change, you know, you got to be on guard. Right now, I'm cautiously bullish, and I think that's the way um, you have to look at the markets right now until something tells you otherwise. Yeah, I think uh, that's a wise move. So retail stocks have been in focus this week? Yeah, retail stocks have really been uh, the, the main catalyst and driver this week. Yesterday, we had earnings from Home Depot and Walmart. Today, we got them from Target. Yesterday, we talked about how the big box stores are, uh, are really the place where money has flown into. And today, Target, after the earnings announcement, is up another $17. That's about a 12%, 13% move uh, higher for Target. So that's that's acting really, really well. Uh, Lowe's also reported earnings. That's basically just up a touch. No big deal there, but it's had a great run. But one stock I'm looking at today that we mentioned uh, that was reporting earnings is TJ Maxx or TJX companies. Uh, they own TJ Maxx stores and, and home goods and things like that. That stock is down $4 today. So that's getting hit pretty hard. And in sympathy, we see Ross stores down pretty hard. But outside of that, it looks like retail as a whole is doing pretty good today. All right. So the retail bandwagon goes on again, another contrarian play who would believe that uh, retail could be doing well with the shutdown in all of these states. Uh, but you know, that's uh, for the market to decide, not us. As far as markets uh, today, they're up across the board? Yeah, we have all the major indexes higher. But uh, again, the Russell 2000 is the strong index. That's up about a half a percent. 
The rest of the major indexes are up uh, three-tenths of, of a percent or less. The NASDAQ is really the laggard here, just up $8. That's, that's a gain of less than one-tenth of one percent. So the NASDAQ is definitely lagging. We're seeing some money today come out of uh, some leading market-leading stocks like Amazon, which had a big day yesterday. Um, we're looking at Adobe, Netflix. These stocks are all a little bit weaker. So a lot of NASDAQ 100 names are retreating a little bit. But there's nothing wrong with that when it goes into other areas. And we're seeing other areas today show some strength. JP Morgan's up $1.50. You have the airline stocks uh, today trading higher. Uh, Southwest is up $0.95. Cents. Uh, you have uh, Alaska Airlines up $0.60. Cents, Delta up $0.85. Cents. So we're seeing money go into other areas. And, and that's a good thing when you see the, the, the broadening of the market. Um, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. And I'll be looking for new sectors uh, that are emerging. But right now, it seems like, um, you know, just more so it's just past the uh, past the potato, right? Money coming out of one area, and now it's going into another area. <laughs> past the potato. Hopefully, it won't be a hot potato, right? Well, it will be at some point. It's not yet, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's funny. So, you were on uh, Yahoo Finance uh, recently, and uh, they weren't too receptive of some of your uh, general market wisdom? No, no, they were great. They were great. I, I didn't have any problem there. I, I just thought we were going to talk about a few more topics. But the, the hot topic with them was gold and silver. And what I said on there was I think, you know, gold potentially could go up to around four to five thousand uh, on, on, on the, uh, the spot price or even gold futures in 2024, 2025. And I think a lot of people are saying, what is this guy crazy? But when you think about it, if you look at the gold price, and all you have to do is look at a gold futures chart, and if you take a monthly chart and you look at 1999, um, that's really where I think gold bottomed out, and it was around $250 an ounce, and you take a look at the 2011 top, that gives you a move up to around um, 1923. So all you have to do is take 1923, and then you minus uh, 250, and that'll give you uh, 1923 minus 250, and you're going to get a move around 1673. And if you take that move and you add it to the 2015 low, which was um, 1045, you're going to get a move all the way to 2718. So that's probably that's what we call a measured move in the technical world. So that gives you a move up there. And if, if gold breaks through that level, then it has really no ceiling because you don't have anything to compare it with after that. And then this thing could run to three, four, possibly even 5,000. I wouldn't rule it out. All right. So what about silver in, in looking at it in the same light? Well, silver, um, when you look at silver uh, right now, silver's broken out from a lower end level. So silver in 2011, as we all know, went to $49.82. Let's just call it $50. Here it bro it's broken out from the March lows, and it's still only right above its 382 retrace. So silver, I mean, that could have a much bigger expansion because when you break out from a low, if you can consolidate a little bit and build pressure, um, and then you really go through, I mean, I, I, sky's the limit for silver. I mean, once it gets through 50 and you could double that and that then it brings you to a hundred dollars silver. I mean, hard to say if we go, you know, through there, um, what kind of pattern we, we would have, 
But, you know, 2024, 2025, I, I got to think that that silver is significantly higher than where we are today. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you for all the reasons we talked about, the fundamental reasons. But like you said, the technical reasons as well, because it's broken out not from its high, which would have been around 50 bucks, broken out from less than half of that, really 25% of that. When you get down to it, I mean, it was under $12 uh, in mid-March. And now, you know, it's pushing 30. Even today, a day when gold is down a little, the spot price of silver is pretty much flat right at this particular moment. So, so it's really showing relative strength there to gold. And, and that's a bullish sign for it. Yeah, I mean, that's a really bullish sign. And, and I always look for equities that break out um, from lows. And, and when, whenever I see that, I know there's a lot more staying power down the road. In the short run, you know, I, I've, I've said it on here. We need to pull back. We need to, to consolidate a bit. Um, you got to let this thing settle out. But in the longer picture, in the bigger picture, it, it, it really has a very, very good uh, makeup of going significantly higher. Hey, and you've been ridiculed a little bit on our YouTube channel there, but uh, my thing is the final chapter of nothing has the final chapter been written on, especially the advance of gold and silver. And I just remember Benjamin Graham's admonition, the tree does not grow to the sky. That's right. Tree doesn't grow to the sky. So what goes parabolic will come back in. We Recently, we had that parabolic move in gold and in silver. And you know, the markets have backed off today. You know, if you take a look at, at gold futures today, you know, they're down about um, 20, I believe at the moment, uh, about $36, $37. So even yesterday, you know, gold had a good move up. And I, I told my membership and anybody could go back and look at it at the video I put out for them every night. I said, I think we're making what we call a zigzag down and we should have one more new low, uh, meaning we're going to trade below the August 12th pivot. And then we'll start looking at gold to the up to the upside again. But right now, I, I still think it, it needs to pull back. It needs to shake out the weak hands. And um, uh, let's see if it does it. And uh, I always go back to the fact, Nick, and I'm sure you agree, the markets are always seek to frustrate the majority to make the majority of people lose money over time, right? I mean, oh. isn't that the way it works? Oh, absolutely. That's exactly what the markets do. They try to fool as many people as they can, and they often will. So um, that's, that's how it works. And, you know, that's what they, they were designed to do, or our brains really were not designed to understand how money flow and price action work. So, you know, it, it's, it's just the name of the business. Um, lots of old traders like Bernard Baruch used to say that all the time. And, um, you know, we see it live every single day. Yep, we certainly do. And we'll leave it at that. Take a look at Nick's site in themoneystocks.com. Trading records there. Twitter feeds at ITMS, at NickSantiago01, at Kerry Lutz. Questions, comments, write us KLF, KerryLutz.com. Nick, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. And so concludes another episode of Daily Market Wisdom with Master Trader Nick Santiago. Be sure to go to his website, InTheMoneyStocks.com. Don't forget the Twitter feeds, at ITMS and at NickSantiago01.